This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. Uh, for those who've been tuning in, we are covering and working the annual Small Business Success Conference right here at the Grand Hyatt in Tampa, all brought to you by the Florida SBDC Network here in uh, the great state of Florida. And um, again, incredible conference. I've been telling you, 300 plus folks in the room, uh, really been a, a very well done event. Um, I think a, a lot of small business owners have um, have hopefully gained an awful lot of great knowledge about uh, resources and programs across the state of Florida that can help them uh, start, grow, and uh, and succeed. And we've got one of those uh, innovative small business owners with us right now. We've got Mo Hassan, who is the founder and uh, president of Into Power, which is an executive training, CEO uh, training, consulting uh, firm out of Miami. Uh, Mo, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you, Tom. So happy to be with you today. Uh, so, you know, we had a chance to talk a little bit uh, before we started the segment, and it's uh, a great story you have. Um, my favorite part, of course, is how you didn't know anything about us. <laughs> so, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but uh, Mo, kind of just as we do with everyone, kind of a little bit of your background and kind of your pathway to uh, creating Into Power. Sure. Um, so I've got a wonderful story of what happens when you completely screw up younger in life and all the goodness that comes from that. So I, I skipped college. I did not take the traditional route. And I was very fortunate to be in the tech boom. And so I found a, a career in tech to be very successful at a young age. And I was still only a teenager. I was only 19 years old working at Verizon. And one day the CEO had a problem in his office that five layers of my management could not solve. So it then, uh, you know, I was so low on the pecking order. I was literally like the last one to pick. And I went into the CEO's office and I was just scared. I wanted to get out of there super fast. And unlike all my predecessors who actually took their time in his office, he appreciated I was quick in and out. And this is back before we had Google. I actually had to like call the company to figure out what the problem was. Got the thing solved in no time at all. Next thing I know, I am uh, receiving promotions and all sorts of things. And that really kick-started an executive training career. Nice. That um, has been lots of fun. So talk to us about, um, you know, of course, I come out of uh, academia. We're associated with a state college, a New River State College. We have a, a corporate training group that does, you know, traditional training. Talk about that space and talk about your Into Power group. What do you do in terms of, of training? So one of the ways to look at it is you go to the best business schools on earth. You go to Harvard, Yale, Wharton, you know, we'll throw in FIU and you know, local schools as well. But you go to these amazing schools and you learn what you learn as fundamentals, but then there's the advanced stuff. 
And so usually my clients are those that have already gone to the best schools, they've already taken the Jack Welch management course and all that other stuff. And they are now looking to solve the hidden problems in their organization and their own personal performance. So typically I work with mature organizations because startups are um, a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, when you're, when you're in your third generation of CEO in or executive directorship, it really provides a, a whole lot more data sets on where is the organization in trend lines, right? Or is the organization going downwards? Are they stagnant? And so coming in and solving those hidden problems yeah. is really what I do. So, again, a lot of this really has to do with strategic thinking, strategic planning, strategic mindset. Is that, is that fair? That's yeah, it's, it's that. Plus also, you know, I'm not stuck in a modality. I think one of the best compliments I ever received was um, when I was working at the U.S. Supreme Court. I was uh, working for, for Chief Justice John Roberts, and I'm sitting in his chambers, you know, getting started on the project. And I'm like, what is it that you want me to teach these people? Because at the time at the court, every single justice went to Harvard or Yale, Every law clerk in the building went to Harvard or Yale. Everyone was talking with the guys. like, what is it? Do you want to do? And he's like, teach them what they don't know. And really, when part of that strategic thinking is to use lateral thinking to take things that I've learned from spirituality, emotional intelligence, and then apply it to practical soft skills, apply it to the technical skills and the business side of things. And so it's, um, it's a combination of all of those things together. Well, and you, again, you... You touched on a lot of the hot topics t today, emotional intelligence, and 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 really, when it really has become a big issue in in especially now this period of the Great Resignation, um, companies are really kind of having to look inward and saying, how do we improve engagement with them with our current workforce so we we don't lose them because it is getting difficult to recruit new ones. Um, is that is that what you see going on? I mean, we, we really are having to be innovative with the kind of training and engagement with employees? Yeah, I think absolutely. And, and there, there's a few things that are going on in the world of corporate training. One is that there's been a significant reduction of in-person training because of all the remote work. But the downside of that is that only 12 to 18% of corporate training gets an approval rating. So most of it is pretty mediocre. Most of it is just someone sitting behind their webcam recording a very shoddy video, poorly edited. So it's not a true e-learning experience. And if you were to say just compare content types, right, you could go to any amateur website, you could go to any amateur place and get a really nice experience on the web, and then you go to work and you're looking at a computer from 1995, right? So the user experience needs to be improved. And the other thing is just because someone is a subject matter expert doesn't mean they know how to teach the darn topic. Right, teaching itself is a whole nother skill set and how to break down ideas and communicate it, engage it. Absolutely. And, uh, so I think that we live in a time right now where you know, we, well, we have known for decades that corporate training is one of the major ways to increase employee retention, hire best right. people, et cetera. But you know, a lot of organizations are missing the boat because they're not investing in that training side. Yeah, and, and training needs to become a little more innovative too, I, I guess. Uh, you know, I, we, we have all those typical subjects, dealing with difficult people, customer service, time management, you've got all those typical subjects. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this new uh, millennials and overused term and, and the Gen Zs and Gen Ys, I mean, they're probably looking for a little something different than a time management course. Well, you know what? I would say that those that are taking time management courses are taking the wrong course. Because what I've found is that time management, just as an example, right? right. Time management is not an issue. Right? There's a calendar. Great. Use the darn thing. That's not the issue. The issue is actually your attention. 
the ability to manage your attention, the ability to be present, not be distracted, not be in your emotional states instead of being focused, those are the things that really hinder productivity. So I think part of it is we have misidentified work problems for many, many years, right? And we have, um, you know, it's sort of like, there's a funny thing that happens in the world of corporate training, which is the way management sells it to the employees is, look, we're going to give you training and it's going to be awesome. You're going to do a better job. And the way that they're really thinking is how do we squeeze blood from stone? Okay, so, you know, part of the training can't be just say we're going to make our employees more efficient so we can work them harder. It ought to ease up life. And one of the other major issues we have is we have all of this amazing technology. And I'll just use Microsoft Word as an example, used by 95% of corporations on the planet. Less than 1% of business users know how to use Microsoft Word properly. Now, that's sad considering the software came out in 1983. Right. Right? And so we have tools that we don't know how to use. Right. And you would think that the younger generation that's coming up, that's joining the workforce, has that efficiency, and they do not because they're just inheriting the bad behavior from right. their predecessors. Right. And you look at, you know, what does the average college professor know about Microsoft Office? Probably not a whole lot outside of academia. Right. And so then those bad practices get passed on and so forth. Yeah, no, no, you make a great point. And, and, um, and it's all those Microsoft tools, Excel, PowerPoint, Word, do we really use them to their their maximum capability? Yeah, great well, I would point. say even barely the minimum. Well, right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, as I've, you know, as I've, I've done this, you know, was in my own business for, for many, many years, and then uh, now been associated with the SBDC and gotten to, to speak and talk and, and interact with a lot of business people, I sort of now get I sort of now get the high level of training, too. I mean, I really do have a little better understanding. You know, it is different to be a CEO. There are different, there are different aspects of that job. And, and while you may really be a savvy uh, a business person with great business acumen, sometimes you do need to be trained to be a leader and trained to be a CEO. Talk a little bit about that issue of, of that kind of high-level training. Absolutely. First of all, I just want to identify that you know, whenever I meet a leader that thinks that they don't need any training, I know I've met a bad leader. Okay, so <laughs> let me begin with that. Right. Um, you know, what I found is that those that are really committed to doing a great job for their teams and for their people, right. learning is a lifelong thing. And so there's no such thing as too much. They're always trying to see what else. And unfortunately, it becomes really hard when you're at that level to get training from places. Where are you right. going to go, right? And there's there's not that many CEOs out there training. And a lot of people are like, well, how can you train CEOs? I'm like, easy. I have learned from thousands of executives. So I have the aggregate of those skills. Right. And you know, like, uh, I really love seeing... Okay, so I'll, I'll give you a quick example of like an executive that in my life just blew me away. And that was the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You know, for me, I grew up with her as a hero, right, in the, in the history books, and then I got to actually work with her, and initially I'm thinking, like, this woman couldn't possibly be interested in anything that I could have to share. And I was so dead wrong. You know, I found that while in, in my tenure at the court, she was probably my most enthusiastic student, right, the one who really, really took extra time out of her day. This is someone who doesn't need to, right? She's in a lifetime appointment. And for her, it was just about, like, she's committed. She gets, like, the work is important and her team is important. And so if she was going to leave that, and she was able to go on for many, many years after that to continue to serve. And I think that's a a great attribute of leadership in general is to always be learning. But, you know, now we have another problem. 
we have another problem in in the leadership training, which is that 90 plus percentile of it is junk. It's just people rehashing the same messaging, the old time stuff. So it makes it extra difficult for executive teams to source the right type of trainings as well. It's right. a it's a tough space. I mean, but again, you're in this space all the time now. I mean. Are, is it different today? I mean, are, are the is the subject matter different? Like like you say, it's the same old stuff. I mean, aren't there are there some leadership core uh, you know concepts that are that will always remain the same? But are there changes? Are there new concepts now in leadership? Where are we in that? Well, I think the the as far as like what has been consistent since the beginning of corporations, right? Because we really want to refer to that period, is that the lack of good communication has been the primary issue, right? That's been the case, and I think most organizations would agree they still have communications issues. Right. Now the new paradigm, the new issue, is that you have a workforce that's not present physically. And there's something magical that happens when we're sitting kneecap to kneecap or across the table or shaking hands or hugging or whatever your office protocols are than being on a Zoom meeting where, you know, two minutes ago you were feeding your dog or you were picking out dog poop and now you're in an executive meeting, right? Um, so that, yeah. that becomes a huge issue. And I would, I would identify it as we have a whole new level of challenge here to get people present, right, to really get them in the here and now. And that's the big thing for organizations to solve. Um, listen, Mo, uh, great topic, uh, very timely topic, um, as, as the state deals with all kinds of, you know, workforce, um, well, I shouldn't say all kinds. I think there's just one kind. We can't find the workforce. Uh, so there's just one problem, but, but dealing with all the issues that come along with, uh, with, with, you know, struggling to find that workforce. Uh, I think again, corporate and executive training, uh, I think now's a good time to be in that space, Mo. Uh, your timing's good. Um, and uh, I guess I guess, as we wrap up the segment, um, talk to us a little bit about why are you here at the conference? How did all, how did you make that connection? So I've been working on for the um, last few years building out an expansion to my business to launch a high-quality e-learning. And I mean, like, Hollywood quality on the production side, professionally edited, all that fun stuff. And I've been paying for everything myself, right? And it's a huge burden, right? Because like you're just eating into your own cash. And a friend of mine recently uh, became an executive at the SBA, the Small Business Administration, and he's a good friend of mine in Miami, and he's like, hey, we're having a conference, come to the round table, right? And if he invites me to something, I'm going to go. And up until about five days ago, I didn't actually know that the SBDC exists. (laughs) I couldn't tell you if you guys, like, picked up dog poop at the parks or, you know, I have no clue. And so he's like, come to Tampa. You're going to meet a bunch of awesome people. So I said, sure. I'm going to, you know, you take your friends' referrals, right? And I came and I've been blown away, like absolutely blown away at my own ignorance. Like having been in business for over two decades, how little to nothing that I knew about all these government programs that are available. Um, So for me, I'm leaving with a lot of clarity. And I'm leaving with an exact purpose and an exactness of like what to do next to get support from you all. And um, Nice. Yeah, that's how I ended up here. It's really great. Well, and again, I have a similar story, which I've shared many times. uh, And part of the reason this whole podcast was created was to make sure that folks knew uh, about specifically the SBDC and what it could do uh, for a small business owner. And and I've had a couple of guests on um, during the conference where I've talked about the state of Florida in general really has an incredibly robust 
small business support ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Enterprise Florida, Career Source, uh, you know, um, SBA, SBDC. So, uh, and I spent, just as you did, I spent uh, 25 years in private enterprise, never knew anything about <laughs> any of these programs. You know, yeah. so... Yes. So, um, you, listen, you're a young man, so you've learned early. So c congratulations. I'm an old guy. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but it's never too, learned, never too late to learn about all these resources. So, Absolutely. Um, Mo, a great conversation. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing great work in a, in a, in a, in a really uh, necessary field uh, in, in the world of business. So we appreciate what you're doing. Uh, it's Mo Hassan. Yes, uh, who is the founder uh, of Into Power, uh, serves as its president. Uh, it is an executive training uh, consulting firm. Mo, how does one find you and how does one potentially connect to Into Power? Sure, you can visit us, visit us online at intopower.com. That's I-N-T-U, then the word power, P-O-W-E-R.com. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn and pretty much everywhere on the web as The Mo Hassan, T-H-E-M-O-H-A-S-A-N. And so, you know, I'm available. I'd love to chat with you if you want to chat. All right. I love it, Mo. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Tom. This All has right. been great. Uh, again, this is Small Biz Florida coming to you from the uh, 2022 annual Small Business Success Conference here in Tampa, all brought to you by the Florida SBDC Network. Uh, listen, more to come from the conference, so stay tuned. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida. Created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College. Named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.